I'm James Faber and I'm one of the partners in Denton's Disputes Resolution Team. And with me today I have Rob Francis. And we're going to be talking about the costs involved in participating in a public inquiry. We're going to look at the background on costs, budgeting issues, public funding, and any other issues relating to costs. Hello, everyone. Great to be speaking to you again. One thing I would say as a preliminary point uh, is that the focus on costs uh, is going to be in relation uh, to assisting people when they might, uh, their organisation might be getting called uh, to give evidence to an inquiry uh, and they're likely to be a core participant. Uh, there's a distinction between those costs and the costs incurred by the inquiry legal team itself. Uh, as I say, we will focus very much on the costs incurred by the core participant. The costs in, involved in active participation and in inquiry can be quite significant, aren't they, Rob? Yes, that's right. Uh, core participants' costs are confidential. There's not going to be a, a huge amount of detailed public information about them. Um, however, to give an illustration, uh, there is some publicly available information on the Grenfell Tower inquiry. Since the inquiry starts work in August 2017 uh, until March 2022, uh, £149 million has been spent in total. But that does include uh, the costs relating to the inquiry legal team, running the panel, uh, and also the logistics of the inquiry. However, we can say that over 61 million of that was uh, for publicly funded core participants. And, and that covered core participants uh, who received funding for their legal representation, such as Fire Brigade Union, Fire Office Association, and several others. Now, it's obviously right that those organisations are funded and the issues in question are very serious. I'm only highlighting that this figure of 61 million uh, is obviously a very substantial sum and highlights the complex legal support that a core participant is likely to need in a long-running uh, public inquiry. That said, not all inquiries uh, will incur costs anywhere near that, near that level. Uh, for the first part of the Leveson inquiry, uh, looking at the practices of the British press following the phone hacking scandal. Uh, the costs were uh, 5.4 million, uh, and that obviously includes the cost of the panel and the inquiry legal team again. And, and there's been some uh, research. The National Audit Office concluded uh, that the government spent over 200 million on 26 inquiries established and completed in the period from 2005 to 2018. So as I say, the costs can be quite substantial. Is it possible to budget for those costs? Yes, it is, but it's important to note that there can be uh, a significant degree of uncertainty uh, in the level of involvement, and that's certainly the case early on, and, and that has a real knock-on effect in terms of achieving certainty of costs. Uh, it's going to depend on the approach of the inquiry, uh, and if it's a long-running inquiry, then the scope of the, the later stages or modules won't have been set out in detail right at the start. So legal advisors can provide initial estimates, but it's important to keep these under review um, as the scope uh, of this, those subsequent modules become clearer. So what sort of things should we be budgeting for, Rob? Well, if a budget's going to cover the, the whole life cycle of the inquiry, it will start with the, uh, the work early on on the initial advice, then look at document requests, uh, focus on the witness statement evidence, and right through to hearings. It's also important to note that there can be a significant amount of work after the hearings, uh, in terms uh, of considering whether there's been any criticism in the report uh, and making submissions on those. So it could be a really long running process. And I accept that businesses have to make financial provisions. And this is obviously going to uh, require a level of, of foresight out into uh, subsequent financial years. 
it's also tricky because the inquiry won't always specify exactly when each stage of the process will take place right at the start. Uh, so different parts of the process will fall into different financial years. And those costs can actually change quite significantly in latter stages uh, if the scope of uh, the client's involvement or that the scope of the core participant's involvement does change. And it's also really important to factor in additional costs uh, such as e-disclosure providers, which I know we'll speak about later, uh, the legal team, both counsel and solicitors, uh, and also other potential uh, external advisors, maybe about public relations or media or specialist areas that uh, the core participant might need uh, support on. So potentially we're looking at a very large financial burden, even for a big organisation that's taking a, a core participant role in a, in a public inquiry. Is the funding available to assist with that? For most large core participants, such as commercial companies or professional bodies, uh, they're going to need to self-fund it and they won't be able to get public funding. Um, however, uh, for others, such as the survivors or the family of the bereaved, uh, or for certain core participants that simply cannot pay for legal representation, uh, there is the ability to get some public funding. Um, as you'd expect, there's going to be some general principles that will be applied, looking at the extent that that person has uh, an interest in what the inquiry is considering and whether they need representation, and also whether or not they're actually able to pay for it themselves. Uh, many large inquiries are set up as statutory inquiries, so they're uh, set up in uh, accordance with the Inquiries Act 2005, uh, and this sets out uh, a process for considering public funding. Uh, the decision to award compensation for legal representation is at the discretion of the chair, and the approach the chair will take uh, will be in line with any process or conditions determined by the Minister of the Government Department that uh, sponsored or established the inquiry. Uh, the chair is also going to uh, consider the financial resources of the person, whether it's in the public interest to provide the funding, and there's also a general requirement to avoid unnecessary expense, uh, including uh, to public funds. So what sort of amounts might be awarded? Well, in terms of the amounts awarded, there isn't uh, any specific guidance on figures, uh, but there is some uh, rules and guidance uh, on the points to consider. Uh, the chair is going to consider the scope of work to be funded, the hourly rates and the limits on uh, the number of hours spent, and the chair is going to decide whether to, uh, to make an award and the likely upper limit. Once the chair set those limits uh, and also set down any requirements in terms of the documentary evidence or bills that might need to be submitted, then it's for the solicitor of the inquiry uh, to assess how much this award should be, using the criteria uh, such as what's reasonably and proportionately incurred. And there's a process for challenging uh, this if needed. Uh, it's important to note that this is the process for statutory inquiries, as I mentioned before. Uh, there's slightly different arrangements for other types of inquiries uh, and investigations. Uh, what this means in uh, practice for large statutory inquiries is they'll generally issue a protocol setting out the requirements. Uh, an example is the Infected Blood Inquiry, which has issued a, a detailed 15-page protocol uh, on the ability to get public funding. Uh, earlier, Rob, you mentioned the costs of e-disclosure providers. What do they do and what are the costs? Well, the amount of electronic data uh, for a core participant can be huge. Uh, inquiries expect core participants to preserve that data, and it's an offence not to do so. Uh, and the inquiry will then likely make wide-ranging document requests for the key core participants uh, and more targeted requests for other uh, core participants or witnesses. So it can be a really complex area in terms of managing this large volume of electronic 
data. And so core participants often use externally disclosure providers. And these are experienced companies, often working on complex litigation claims, who uh, employ forensic specialists who can assist with collection and identifying pools of relevant documents to consider, as well as, well as many other kind of related uh, tasks. However, they often charge by the, uh, the gigabyte of data processed or hosted, uh, and these costs can be significant. So it's really important to get solicitors involved in the scoping as early as possible, so you're meeting the obligations of the inquiry, but only collecting and processing uh, what is required. And when you're budgeting for the inquiry, uh, how do we ensure that the costs remain within budgets and remain proportionate? Well, the legal advisors will certainly be able to provide regular updates on this, and I've no doubt they'll be monitoring it. Um, but there's also uh, electronic tools used for cost monitoring. Uh, there's an, a product called Aperio, uh, which can provide real-time cost monitoring um, so that uh, a core participant can see straight away uh, what the costs for each phase are. And, and do you find that our clients have insurance against these costs? Well, for large corporates, there's always the possibility of some kind of insurance cover uh, that might already be in place. Uh, and that's certainly a key point to consider early on in the process. Uh, a number of policies, such as professional indemnity or director and officer policies, might cover regulatory investigations. It's really going to depend on the wording of the exact policy, but it's certainly worth checking. Looking at it in the round, one's considering very substantial financial obligations. So I guess we need to start thinking about the costs at the beginning of the process so that we can try and put together an informed and proportionate budget and then keep a careful eye on that as we go through the process. Absolutely. I think that that's really key right from the start. That concludes our discussion on costs. This is one of a series of podcasts that we've done on public inquiries. The others are available on our website. Thanks everyone for listening.